Oh, baby. Welcome back yet to another episode. The greatest episode, well, the greatest podcast in the world. Talking sports better than most, better than all. Uh, we're back, and we got a lot to cover. Yep, we are just now, oh my gosh, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 days away from the college football playoff. It's great because I don't have to worry about finding New Year's Eve plans or worrying about feeling like I'm a bum for staying at home because my plans are set at 8 o'clock on New Year's Eve, and hopefully at midnight I'll be happy. But it's the first time ever that um, both of our teams are in the playoff. I mean, the playoff hasn't been around forever, but um, I guess you never really thought it would happen. So we are getting closer and closer. Um, We're going to have a full podcast that will just devote its time to those coming up. So we're not going to talk today, college football playoff. We haven't forgotten about it. I promise you there's going to be a ton and ton of information coming up on that. So stay tuned to that. It's a sad day, though. We talk a ton of college football. It's probably what our passion is. And, of course, the sad news today of the passing of Mike Leach, who was the Texas Tech coach a long time ago, then went to Washington State, and then ended, obviously, his career at Mississippi Mississippi State. State. Just got a dub in the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving night um, in a little bit of an upset. And, um, unfortunately, Mike Leach, that's true. Unfortunately, Mike Leach um, passed away last night. some sort of heart ailment that he's had. Sounds like he's had this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I was reading a story last night about him and and um, all the text he said that night and how he fell asleep that night. It was just, unfortunately, one of those things. So um, it's interesting. So I noticed <clears throat> on Sports so he Center, like went to bed but just never woke well, up. Well, he laid in the, rock or in the rocking chair, I read, and just, like, went to bed. He was texting people and... I guess he had a really bad case of pneumonia or bronchitis or something. Mm-hmm. I guess kind of the same thing that took the um, sports writer, um, Grant Wall, um, at the at the World Cup. He had that bronchitis, that pneumonia, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> sounds like, you know, he thought maybe he was getting over it, and both guys had some sort of heart ailment. Like, something's going on with whatever's out there. It's affecting your heart, and he's already had some heart ailments, it sounds like, and... Um, it just is a coincidence that both of those guys had either bronchitis or pneumonia, whatever it is, in the lungs. And um, <clears throat> his wife found him unconscious. I mean, obviously you're sleeping, but realized he wasn't breathing and mm-hmm. thought it was maybe 10 or 15 minutes that she realized that he was out like that. So mm-hmm. um, Mike Leach, an innovator, a different guy, uh, definitely beat to his own drum. Um, you can go on, obviously, Twitter and find about, 5,000 different um, segments and weird comments that he made. Mm -hmm. Um, What I think is most interesting is seeing on ESPN2 earlier and listening on the radio um, today, um, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but, you know, for a while there, Mike Leach got got himself into some trouble when he left Texas Tech. Obviously, he was fired, let go because of um, all the concussion things and apparently the things he did to his players by putting them in what, dark rooms and the sheds and things like that, odd things that happened, got rid of him, and then he ended up in Washington State, kind of resurrected his career. He got in that air raid offense, and things looked great in Texas Tech, and then obviously he brought it to Washington State, and then in Mississippi State. So um, a man that had a, a, a little bit of a turbulent time, said some controversial things along the way. So a man... Flawed, obviously, in many ways, but um, was definitely an innovator for college football. Yeah, and 
I was hard because I felt like we never really knew what the answer was until today. I mean, obviously there were rumors, but there was nobody that was like confirming that rumor um, of what happened. And obviously since then we found out that he did pass away and at least he went out on a win. I mean, there's not that much more for me to add. Sad day for college football, sad day for anyone that was ever coached by him or, you know, coached with him. So sad day. Yeah. You know, I think he was most known for, what was it, <clears throat> locking one of his players in the shed. Um, I'm looking to see if I can remember the guy's name. For three hours and an electrical closet and weird things when he was at Texas Tech. And um, just seemed like, uh, it, again, like I said, every one of us is flawed and every one of us has issues in our lives. So I know he's not, um, everything's perfect, but... Um, you know, he did a lot for college football. I, You know, he's a character. I think that's what makes college football maybe a little different than the NFL. I feel like college football has characters, right? Mm-hmm. Like coaches. And, I would say uh, Mike McDaniel, the, the Dolphins. Yeah. Co- like, he's probably the closest to it. Like, he just yeah. says things that are just. He's an odd character. Yeah, so, I mean, he, he both of them were odd characters. And I thought it was interesting. I didn't really know that much about Mike Leach. But he has, like, four degrees. Yeah. I didn't know that. And then he, yeah. like, went into uh, start coaching, which was like odd because usually if you're a coach, you you start the the right. minute your your career is basically over, your athletic career. And he went to school and had and a lot of education. Had a fascination with pirates, so that was yeah. always the funny yeah, thing. He with just him. always was an odd character. Again, just you know, <clears throat> said some things, did some things he probably shouldn't have done, and um, just again though, kept doing it his way. And um, <clears throat> in fact, one of his players, I think, that went in the transfer portal, wrote something really bad. What about a week ago? When he transferred, like, I guess you're not good enough or whatever, so I'm leaving. Well, not and tough enough. Says some derogatory remarks. Yeah, I think, about I think everyone that read that realized that it was the player, not the coach. Yeah, so, um, again, though, it just, you know, it's one of those things that um, he'll be remembered for all the really good things. Had some other things go bad. Um, hopefully, you know, um, I, you and I were kind of talking about it last night when we are making college football picks talking about it yesterday um you know it's gonna be hard obviously mississippi state plays i think on january 2nd against illinois a good team in the big 10 um and it's gonna be playing for coach so um again you got a bowl win in the egg bowl um and hopefully like i said there's enough things on him about twitter that we'll never forget mike and all the things he did so um a sad day in college football and um like i said he'll be remembered and i'm sure all bowl season especially that January 2nd game will be pretty emotional, so um, we'll take it from there. So um, the Pirate, um, some interesting things, so we'll move on. So let's move on to the NFL. And we talked about this yesterday. The Detroit Lions are the talk of the NFL. Um, Everybody's talking Lions. So um, what you think? Yeah, I mean, I think the Lions season – Obviously, they're now what six and seven. Just beat the ten and now three uh, Vikings, and uh, which a uh, game earlier in the season in Minnesota, which they probably should have won as well. I mean, the Lions are not far away from probably being, and I'll be modest in saying it, eight and five. I mean, they're really not far away. They've had they've had some tough close losses. I mean, that's kind of been the story of the Lions, but definitely the Campbell era, just some close losses. Losses. I mean, the Bills. I mean, anyone that watched that game. With three minutes to go in the game, you thought the Lions probably couldn't lose this game. They did. Um, 
lost to the Dolphins by four. Uh, got beat up by the Patriots, but um, you know, lost the Seahawks. A little out of control, yeah. yeah, the Seahawks lose by three. Just couldn't get any defensive stops. Um, like I said, when beating the Vikings all game, and the the, Vi- the Seahawks and the Eagles games were just the same. Just couldn't, couldn't get his defensive stop at the end of the game. But obviously, the defense is playing better. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if that's like the defensive coordinator is just kind of getting going, and players are getting better. I don't really know what that is, but. I mean, if you're a Detroit Lions fan, this is the most excited you've been in, I don't even know how many decades. You know who I, Sanders. who I feel best for is Jared Goff. Yeah. You know, the Rams, I felt like when they got rid of him, were kind of insinuating he wasn't a very good quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we couldn't be we couldn't be at the team we wanted to be. We couldn't be as successful as we wanted to be with him, so we're getting rid of him. Matthew Stafford is the better player. He's going to come in and take over everything. And obviously, they won a Super Bowl. I'm not saying that. But I feel good for Jared Goff because, to me, it validates his career. It validates who he is. And um, I just think that's really cool um, that he obviously, um, like I said, it it just it it validates his career. He's got some good weapons around him, and I think the future is bright. Oh, the future is just getting brighter Um, and brighter by the day. And, you know, we were just watching uh, ESPN2. They got this mock draft going up. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the Lions do draft somebody down the road, but I don't see any reason why they can't win with Jared Goff. Yeah, they're showing that they can win. Um, I mean, obviously with C.J. Stroud on the board, I think it would be a good pick. But at the same time, I mean, I think the Lions are in a position where they probably could pick in a different position. Um, I mean, I don't know if it, I don't know if you could trade a pick like that that they got from the Rams. I don't know if that's possible or not, but I mean, the QB position is in good hands right now. I guess I don't know what would happen if Jared Goff got hurt. I don't know who their backup would be. Obviously, it probably wouldn't be as good as CJ Stroud, but um, yeah, I don't know. I think they got a good, they got a, a good, they're in a good position in a position that they haven't been in a long time. And it's where they actually have good players at about every single position. It's just that, can you get some more young raw talent that can even be better? Um, so yeah, I mean the Lions. It's it's nice to be able to talk about the Lions and not be talking about them being disgusted and and um, blown away by how bad they are. I mean, you could be talking about the Rams, the Raiders, and you could be talking about the the Fort and no, the Fort Niners, Buccaneers. To me in a division and, that's kind of been a flip flop. I I truly believe if you think about it. For the longest time, the Packers obviously were the premier team. The Vikings were always number two or like this year, you know, like 2-1, whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. And and then you got Justin Fields in Chicago, which I think is going to turn that around. They got a ton of picks, draft picks. They also got some great salary caps, so they got room to bring people into Chicago. And I think Detroit's are up and rising. I think over the next couple of years, you're going to kind of see a reverse go on, right? Well, I like, think next year could be the... The turning point, at least for the Lions, I mean, you get a whole new fresh start year, started year. Um, you get Goff, hopefully completely healthy, Swift, healthy Williams, um, uh, uh, Jamison Williams as well, um, St. Brown. I mean, and the offensive line has gotten a lot better. They're able to run the ball. Defense, defense is looking a lot better. I mean, it's just next year. I think they would be the official like full-season turnaround for the Lions. I just think maybe that whole division is going to take a turn, again, where maybe it's more Yeah, because, I mean, you're going to see the first the time the Packers are going to not probably be the favorite and probably, uh, and I don't Minnesota, know how long. I'm sorry, I tweeted about it the other night. Like, I, I don't want to watch Minnesota or Tennessee play any football. Like, to me, they are just the most boring slash 
overrated slash just it's time to move on from them. Uh, they need to move Minnesota to Toledo and Tennessee to Bismarck, North Dakota and start new franchises. That's what I think. I think it would be good because I'm going to tell you right now, Minnesota is a joke. Um, not because I think the Lions are still a good team, obviously, but, you know, they got this this inflated record and blah. I don't think anybody would take Minnesota of anyone. And Tennessee, they're going to run the ball. They're going to try to throw it if they have to, and they're going to lose and blah. So I don't know, folks. I, it just is what it is. So that obviously is pretty cool to see the Detroit Lions, the talk of the NFL. Also in the NFC, of course, um, you know, you got the, the Cowboys who survived. Um, you got the Philadelphia Eagles who are just cruising. Um, they really look unstoppable right now. I hate to say this, too. Again, I feel like they haven't really played the best schedule of all time. Um, so it'll be fun to see, again, Christmas Eve, I think, the Lions, I mean, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. I think we'll finally, once and for all, find out the true meaning of those two teams. Um, and then, of course, you got the San Francisco 49ers who are on their third quarterback. And you said it yesterday, which I thought was really cool. Like, it's just the quarterback keeps doing, no matter who it is, just what they do. Kyle Shanahan uh, plays the same style. doesn't matter who's under center. Um, he still gets the same results as a testament to him and the coaching the rest of the coaches in that organization that they just, it doesn't matter who's in our center. Um, they still win games. I mean, they've just been doing this for probably about six years now, five years now. They're just the same organization. doesn't matter who, who's the quarterback. It's just amazing to watch and see what, what they do. Every, y'all being year in and year out. doesn't matter. Like I said, who's quarterback. It's the same. I'll tell you what though. I'm a believer in their defense. Well, my defense like, is phenomenal. I mean, I'm not saying that I didn't think they were that, but, well, I'll tell you what, after watching them, to me, there's we'll no see what they did to the Dolphins. Everyone thought their offense was great. Everyone thinks that Tom Brady's going to get it turned around eventually at some point. It just can't keep going like this. And, I mean, they were down 35-0 to zero at one point. That was a pretty embarrassing and it was a, game. I'm not going to lie. I, think. I mean, like I said, I want to talk about biggest, you know, highest and, highest and lows. I mean, the Buccaneers right now are, are at a very low point. And, I mean, the, the Raiders... I mean, they just, they almost play better without winning, like without leading. I mean, they have four losses now. They're two and four in games in which they've been up 13 points at some point. Um, it's just amazing that they continue to do that. Um, and that, that Sunday or Thursday night should have been the destruction of that organization. I mean, it's just pathetic to lose like that to the Rams um, in a position where the guy that beat them wasn't even with the organization until. Yeah. How many days before so, he played? Obviously, he's the talk of the town. Our friend Baker Mayfield, he might end up on some commercials again. I mean, is it the resurrection of his career? I mean, I was never a guy that quit on him, so it's hard for me to say much about him. But um, he's a guy that uh, when things are great, uh, he's great. And when things are not great, he's finds a way to make them even worse. So, I mean, I don't know if it's a resurrection of his career. I don't know. If just getting out of the organizations that he played with before, I mean, the Browns still stink. Um, and the Panthers, I don't know what to say about the Panthers because they've gotten better. Like I told you, they've gotten better since they fired the coach, got rid of the quarterback they assigned for this year, and got rid of um, Christian McCaffrey. So I don't understand how that happened, but they've gotten better. So I don't know if it was just an organization thing. But 
I mean, obviously we know he can play football, so yeah. I just don't, yeah, like I don't, I don't know. It shows you when you have a good coach and you have a good set of coaches in an organization, it doesn't matter. Kyle Shanahan has shown you. It doesn't matter who's your quarterback. If you're a good coach, you get those guys to play well. Yeah, so I, I don't know if that's a Sean McVay thing, but obviously they quit on Jared Goff pretty quickly after he led him to the Super Bowl. And, I mean, they lost, but. And as we're on the NFC uh, discussion here, we also got to mention, of course, last night, the Cardinals been another disappointment this year. Down goes Kyler Murray, ACLs, done for the year. Um, well, I tell you what, you, you wonder if that's going to buy Cliff Kingsbury, you know, like, is he going to get another year? They just signed him to an extension. Obviously, Hopkins was out because of the PED. Now you lost your quarterback. Like, they haven't really ever had all the pieces of the puzzle together. Um, and they look good for the first um, 10 seconds. Um, and then, well, it didn't look good. Um, so, I don't know. I I just wonder. I just... I'll tell you what, when I look at, I was watching Cliff Kingsbury, and I know he got injured early, obviously Kyler Murray, but he looks, when I see him on the sidelines, like he looks like the most unhappiest person in America. Kyler Murray? No, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury. I, I mean, mean, I wouldn't be happy. Bill I don't Belichick know. looks pretty sad, but I he wouldn't game zone. Kingsbury looks like he's depressed. So um, I find that interesting. I don't know. I just wonder if it buys him some more time. I, I think the NFC's down to three teams. I mean, to be honest with you, you got the, the Eagles, you got the Cowboys, and you got the 49ers. Like, one of those three teams, if anybody other than those three teams somehow come out of that side, it would be, to me, an absolute shocker. Um, so those are the those are where I feel with that. The AFC, of course, steals all the storylines. And to me, the storyline that um, seems to be kind of interesting, of course, is the Miami Dolphins lose again. Um, the Dolphins now got to play the, they've lost two in a row. They got to play the Eagles then. Um, I mean, the Bills, and then they got to go and play New England, which will be interesting. But I'll tell you what. I thought they were exposed in San Francisco, but they are exposed for sure. Um, kind of amazing to see how, how they've just completely fallen apart. I mean... Tua was the story. They got this offense. I don't know. I I compare them to Ohio State. Everybody says you can't have this flashy offense, and then what ends up happening elsewhere? Like, it's interesting. I I just can't believe the Dolphins. I mean, I think people are really buying into them, but to me, they're toast. I told you long ago, their offense sucks. It's really not that good. People act like it's good, but it's really not that great. Um when they win games, they, they have 300 yards of offense and score 21 points. So it's not a flashy offense. They, they have a few quarters in the season that were good. That's it. So. The Bills still interest me. They they won. They beat a good Jets team at home um, in the snow, rain, whatever was falling from the sky. But they still haven't even clicked yet. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Who's going to bet against them in the playoffs? But that's an interesting team. I feel like they've just kind of um, just they've been surviving. Um, it's been a struggle. I think we all thought they were just gonna mow at, mow down every team in the NFL, and it's been a struggle. Yeah, there's really not many teams in the NFL right now that are separating themselves. I mean, I know uh, the Eagles 
took care of business this last weekend pretty handily. But I still don't think that they're just, like, head and shoulders better than anybody else in the NFL. And I think another interesting storyline out of the AFC is, again, a team that I don't know where they fall right now are the Baltimore Ravens. Like, what's going on with Lamar Jackson's health? They're going to be on their third-string quarterback potentially this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but they got – that team is so – they got no one else. It's just amazing. Yeah, they won again. Um, you know, I think the Ravens are such a, an interesting team. They're obviously going to battle, um, the Bengals for that division. And I don't know, the AFC is definitely stronger. So will they be able to get a wild card if they don't win the division? That'll be one thing, but definitely a team I think we need to look out for. And what about Patrick Mahomes? Three interceptions Sunday. They jumped out to that huge. They're going to get that kind of a performance out of him every once in a while. He's just kind of, what do you think? Beast or Bammon? I mean, I don't think he's really feast or famine. I just think he's a guy that's going to throw the ball a lot. And, I mean, every once in a while he's going to make a bad decision. I don't think it's anything to worry about. So if you had to pick your two Super Bowl teams right now, give me who they, you think they are. Uh, let me let me figure this out. So, I mean, I've said it all year that Buffalo, I think, is the best team in football. I'm still going to go with Buffalo. Um, I mean, it's just hard for me to say that Josh Allen isn't, the best player in football. And then, God, I just don't want to say this, but I still don't think Philly is just this unbeatable force. I mean, you can call me crazy. I don't know what was going to happen with San Francisco, but I just feel like Philly, yeah, they're 12-1, they're and one, but they've looked beatable a lot of these games. They just had a few good performances where they've just beat the crap out of whoever they've played. So, I'm going to go in a different direction and not go both one seeds because that's just original. I'll go my Super Bowl matchup, Buffalo and the surprising 49ers. Wow. I think right now the A's... Well, I don't think Dallas can win the Super Bowl. I don't think they can make it to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're very good. Um, they don't separate themselves in any game. Washington and the Giants are horrible. Um, Tampa Bay is... Tampa Bay, I mean, there's not even a conversation to be had there. Minnesota sucks. Um... I think I think the championship game could very well be San Francisco and the Philly and the Eagles. Yeah, without question. I mean, the Eagles, I would say probably are the best team in that side of the com- that conference. But the 49ers, it's just how long are we going to say that they're not one of the better teams? I mean, they could literally sign a twelve-year-old kid off the side of the street and they'd still win because they're just that good as a team. <laughs> I mean, they are. It's just that simple. I mean. Brock Purdy is a good player. I'm not saying he's not a good player, but I mean they're on their third string quarterback, and they just beat the Dolphins, and then they just beat uh, who they beat this last weekend. Over there, San Francisco. Yeah, um, they beat the Bucks. Yeah, I mean trounced them. So yeah, I mean I just was... don't think there's anything else. That we, we have to eventually put respect on the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan before we, um, unless they take unless they give us a reason to not have any respect for them. And how about Brock Purdy beats Tom Brady? Yeah, I mean, they didn't beat him. They, they, they shouldn't even have been in the same field. Mr., what is it, your, um, what's the last pick in the draft called? Mr. Irrelevant. Mr. Irrelevant beats the GOAT. Wow. A um, guy who, I saw this on SportsCenter, was last, it was on Friday, I think it was, has more starts than Brock Purdy has, comp- either was more than Brock Purdy has passing yards. It's just ridiculous. He's been playing in the NFL longer than Brock Purdy's been alive. 
Let's make some picks, folks. Thursday night football. Looks like the 49ers and the Seahawks. I'll go ahead. I, I, I mean, I don't know. We just talked about it. Steven just said it. I don't know how you go against the 49ers, so I'll go 49ers. Yeah, Seattle did me wrong. I think it was last weekend. Um, uh, yeah, they're not. They're not going to do me wrong again. Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, you're not going to fool me again. So give me the 49ers. Yeah, I don't know if Kenneth Walker's back or what's going on. So definitely 49ers. I think we're. But it'd be appreciated if Tyler Rocka had a monster game. Okay. Even in Seattle, Colts Vikings Saturday afternoon. So these are three games in a row. It'll be Saturday games. Saturday afternoon, Minnesota coming off of a loss to Detroit. The Colts are the Colts. Boy, I tell you what, I don't want to pick this game. I just hope I don't want to pick this game. I'm going to have to pick this game. Even after I went on my Twitter tyrant, I'll go with the Vikings. I think there's really no debate here. you got to go with the Vikings. They'll bounce back. They'll beat the Colts. Um, Colts are struggling as a franchise right now. 430, Cleveland Brown Stadium. I don't think they call it anymore, but that's where it's going to be at. On the banks of Lake Erie, the Ravens and the Browns, I'm going all in on Nick Chubb. Better have a big game or he'll be answering to me. The Cleveland Browns beat the Ravens. Well, the nice thing for you, if he's if he's answering to you, um, then you're in the offseason. But, uh, yeah, I'll go with the Browns. I just find it hard to believe that the Ravens can beat the Browns with the Ravens not even knowing who they're going to start their quarterback, who's going to be their starting quarterback. Deshaun Watson has to win this game. And then Saturday night, maybe some snow. Who knows? The Bills host the Dolphins. The Dolphins coming in on a slide. The Bills are the Bills. <clears throat> I'll go Bills. Yeah, give me the Bills. They're not losing to the Dolphins again. All right, another big game for me in fantasy. The Eagles and the Bears. Um, the Bears, they play good. Justin Fields, I'm sure, will run around a little bit. I mean, that beginning of that Eagles-Green Bay Packer game, I mean, they were running back and forth down the field. Um, you mean the... Bears and Packers? Yeah, the Bears. No, the Bears and the Eagles. But when the Packers played the Eagles a few Sunday nights ago, you know, they scored a bunch. They just kept going back and forth. So I think the Bears might be able to score some, but, oh, no, I'm not going against the Eagles. I'll go all Eagles. Uh, I got two words for you. Jalen Hurts. Okay. Falcons and Saints. Um, So Ritter's going to start for the Falcons um, as Mariota's on the IR. The Saints are sticking with um, Redhead. I don't know what's going on. I don't Fire know why James, I don't know why Jameis Winston doesn't get the pick uh, start, but I I guess I'll go with the Saints. I'll go with the Saints. Uh, they'll get to five, they'll both be five and ninety after this week. Jeez, please, folks. Lions and Jets. The biggest game probably in Detroit Lion football in a long time. It is in the Meadowlands, um, which I think favors the Jets. I do think the Jets defense is better. I think maybe if Mike White, he's got those ribs. I mean, he got knocked out of the game twice, I think, on Sunday. I'm going to I'm gonna go with momentum, folks. I think the Lions are hot. I think the Lions are for real. I think the Lions win. The Lions will go back to 500. Um, I don't think the Jets can stand a chance against the Lions right now. The Lions are hot. Steelers and Panthers. The Panthers, as you said, traded everyone away. Somehow they're winning. The Steelers... I don't know what quarterback they're on. We get concussions. We don't get concussions. Um, I think this is one of the hardest games of the week to pick. I don't know if it really has means anything except for my pride in making picks. So, eeny, meeny, miny, moe, I guess I'll go with the Panthers. So, 
if the pan if the Steelers were starting Pickett, I would say I would go with the Steelers. I'm gonna go with the Panthers. I know Sam Donald had a solid week last week. I'm expecting him to take a step backwards this week. This is what he does. You know, he takes one step forward, he takes two steps backwards. That's just the the defining moment of Sam Donald as a as his career has gone. Um, but I look this this to be a pretty low scoring game. I'm um, 16-14. I got the Panthers. Folks, we have picked every game the same. Can we keep it up? Really? No, in the next game we will. The Cowboys and the Jaguars, because I'm telling you right now, I'll take the Cowboys. Yeah, I'll take the Cowboys. But I wouldn't be surprised here because of the fact that Cowboys haven't been looking, they haven't looked great last week, and the Jaguars, for some odd reason, are hit or miss. Yeah, they are. Like a Little Caesars, hot and ready. Okay, next game I know we're not going to differ. The Chiefs and the Texans... Chiefs I tell you what, if you took the Texans' money line and they won, and you put a lot of money on that thing, yeah. you well, put a lot of money. I think how many people took the money line this past week and almost got it. So, yeah. I mean, that's pretty interesting. Okay. Uh, oh, two. God. Arizona, they have to pay people to watch this next game. Arizona and the Broncos. Um, so, they actually had a chance, Arizona, last night, if it wasn't for the fumble. The Broncos, I don't options. think Kyler, I mean, Russell Wilson's in. He had a, had a pretty bad concussion. You could definitely see it. So I, I got to go Arizona. So has it confirmed that he's not playing? No, but I there's no way he's playing. If He he had a concussion. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He ain't coming Russell back. Russell Wilson? Yeah. I mean, uh, he got his forehead. I mean, he had a big old ball on his head. Anyone know who the backup is? Let's see. I mean, I'll say that if... Let's see what his name is. Where is he at? Broncos. Oof, I don't even know who that is. Um, I'm going to go with the Cardinals then. In a horrible football game. All right. We might have our first disagreement finally, folks. Pats and Raiders... I started with the Las Vegas, and I'm running with Las Vegas because I need fantasy points. Las Vegas. Um, last week, the Raiders losing to the Rams was the lowest of lows. I feel like the Raiders have been in a, in a tumultuous year so far. The Patriots find ways to win. Um, I almost wanted to throw up last night when I saw the Hopkins fumble, and the Patriots turned that for a touchdown. I mean, the ball was going out of bounds, and it just happened to sit right there on the sideline side and just stop. Um being our luck that we had the, the Cardinals winning that game. So, with that being said, the Raiders suck. I'm going Patriots. Titans and Chargers. Um, I do think Tennessee is horrible. I do think the Chargers are better. Unfortunately, Justin Herbert has to run for his life on every single down. Because I need Justin Herbert to have a big game or I'm going to lose in fantasy. I'm going Chargers. Give me the Chargers. They look a lot better, and Hopefully I don't think the it's Titans. Titans I think I picked the Titans last week to be the Jags, and I, it just, just ugh, makes me sick the game about the Titans. I need a shootout, folks. Bengals and Bucks. I'm gonna go with, of course, the team that I think is our Super Bowl darlings, dark horse again. I'll go Bengals. Yeah, I mean, it would be. A absolute stunner if the Buccaneers find a way to win this game over the Bengals. A team that they're nine and four and they started off zero and two. True. I mean, 
a team that's getting hot. Maybe not like always winning pretty, but it's hard to go against what nine and two in their last eleven. Yeah. All right, Giants Commanders. We have a rematch of the tie from two weeks ago. Um, I think the Giants have reached their pinnacle. I'll go Commanders. This one's tough as well. It's kind of similar to me, like the the Cardinals Broncos, but they have healthy healthy players. Um, I mean, two offenses that are just putrid. Uh, they don't put up points. I'm gonna go with the Giants. They find a way to beat the Commanders. I'll say the Giants win seventeen to thirteen. And finally, Rams and Packers. Take the under. Yeah. And the under in the Cardinals and Broncos game. I'll go, I guess, Packers. I don't really care who wins. Whatever. I'm no, I have no interest in this, folks. Yeah, the only interest I would have in it is Christian Watson catches three touchdowns from Aaron Rodgers, and then, then, then other than that, I do not care. And I'll just go with the Packers. There we go, folks. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of these games, don't put them on TV. Come on. Yeah, they could put paint drying on the wall. It would be more interesting. All right. Golf. Tiger Woods played this past weekend. Um, him, Roy McElroy, Jordan Speed, and Justin Thomas played under the lights, which was an interesting concept for sure. Um, but they played under the lights. Eh, yeah, it was on um, for sure. Justin Thomas was on fire. Tiger Woods was okay. But I thought the most interesting moment was our friend Phil Mickelson tweeting out he supports. He didn't play, but he was in the spotlight yeah, again. He couldn't wait. And I was just talking to Stephen about is this potentially. Um, Phil Mickelson's... Um, well, I think you made a really good point when we were talking about how you said, like, the people that... There's going to be people that are divided about Phil, and some people are going to think of, oh, it's Phil, you know, you know, clap for him, and some people are going to just be sick about him in general. And I think that's what a lot of these LIV players, especially Phil, being the fact that he was on top of the world after he won, what, the, was it the PGA at Kiowa? Yeah. I, I mean, 51, old, was he the, he was the oldest major winning yes. winner. I mean, he had... The world by the balls again, and he just found a way to ruin it. Yeah, he he just took a knife and just slid his own sack. I mean, it just he did what what is gonna what his career is gonna end up looking like is gonna be tarnished by the last few years of his him being relevant, and it's just what he did. What happened to him is 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 he did. I mean, there's no other debate. There's nobody else that can really say anything. He he brought upon himself what happened, and it's just that simple. Well, there's a lot of things like I was telling you. Like, will he ever get the honorary starter at Augusta National? Again, I think most everyday true golf fans are really split on Phil Mickelson and the blood money that he took. I think those that aren't are just really casual, casual golf fans. I think they'll love Phil Mickelson to the end. And um, I think deep down inside, he's got all this money. Um, he obviously helped the PGA Tour players change um, a lot in their lives. But there's a lot of different, you know, we can always go about things a little different. And he probably should have gone about things in a different way. And um, I just was wondering, with that tweet, was that his attempt at beginning to redeem himself? Yeah. He's going to see all these players in April at Augusta National. I'm assuming they're going to sit and eat dinner together. And yeah, you should the, be there at the Champions Dinner. The things that, well, Rory won't be there, but the things that Tiger has said, the things that Fred Couples has said. Right, he won't be there? Um, he said he won't, like, well, he won't well, be he with He hasn't them? won the Masters. That's true, I forgot so, about that. 
you know, but you're going to have, um, you know, Dustin and Phil um, sitting there. So I guess what I'm just saying is, was this an attempt at him to maybe begin slow little ways to redeem himself um, for a man that's been real critical of a lot, um, obviously with all the criticism he's gotten. So I just thought that was an interesting tweet. I thought we need to bring it up because we haven't talked golf and NI, um, NIL, that's funny, LIV in a long time. Um, and I just thought that was an interesting, interesting tweet for sure. So we'll see. Um, golf season will be here around the corner, and I guess we'll see. I, I'm assuming now if, if you're in the PG Tour, you're in the PG Tour. I don't know if LIV is still taking players or how that works, but I don't know. I guess that's just the way it is. Yeah. So we'll see. All right, folks, college football. We're going to make some bold picks here. Um, like I said, we're, we're, we know the big ones are out there. We know that. We haven't forgotten about it. Um, but we got some bold picks to pick. Um, as ESPN says on the song, it's the most wonderful time of the year. So um, it starts this Friday, actually, after, well, in the morning, actually, in the Bahamas. That's a nice place to play, especially with the cold air coming everywhere else. You got the Miami Red Hawks on the Mac taking on UAB. UAB is an 11 point favorite. <coughs> I'll go UAB. Yeah, I got UAB. I'm pretty confident about that one. I mean, that's boom. Big game, though, Friday afternoon. So when you get off work, um, if you don't got anything else to do, turn it on. It'll be a good game. Um, UTSA out of San Antonio against Troy. Both teams are ranked 24 and 25th. Um, they're both 11 and two UTSA had a really good year. They were undefeated for a while last year, kind of lost a couple, I think at the end. Um, I, I'm going to go UTSA just because my cousins live in San Antonio and they say they're good. Yeah. Troy is a favorite one and a half point favorite. I don't really know if that means much, but I told you yesterday, I think UTSA is going to win. Um, let's see. So you, oops, I pressed the wrong one. Um, so UTSA has a higher percentage chance of winning. I don't understand how that works if they're not the favorite, but I got UTSA. Um, pretty good quarterback playing for them. 31 touchdowns, 3,800 yards. I mean, hard to go against a guy that's had a lot of experience like that. And they just, they seem to be pretty good. So I like what I saw and I looked at their information. On Saturday, Cincinnati plays Louisville. Cincinnati lost their coach, obviously, to Wisconsin. So what do they do? They go and take Louisville's coach. Um, I don't know. I think this is an interesting game. It's in Boston. It's at Fenway Park. Um, I, I feel like the guys on ESPN now, I'm just going to start making picks for odd reasons when they have the guest picker. I take Cincinnati because I live in Ohio. I'm going to go with Cincinnati as well. The reason being Louisville's best player, um, Malik Cunningham, is out, not going to be playing for Louisville. And they lost their coach. Now going to Cincinnati. Just give me, just give me Cincinnati. Florida's got all sorts of quarterback issues. They got one that's been kicked off the team. They got one going to the NFL. They're playing Oregon State, which has been getting better each and every game this year. Um, it's in Las Vegas. I I think Oregon State wins, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand how they come up with these matchups, but Florida's crumbling, and Oregon State had a pretty good year. Don't be surprised if Oregon State wins big. Next four games, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to have to come up with some interesting reasons why to pick who I'm picking. Washington State at Fresno State. Fresno State's the favorite. I picked Washington State a few times this year. They were a pretty scrappy team. Um, Be Wisconsin. Since it's the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, 
and it's in LA. I'll pick Fresno State. Yeah, I'm gonna go Fresno State as well. Um, their quarterback is supposed to be playing, and I think he's kind of the difference maker for Florida, uh, for Florida State for Fresno State. So I'll go Fresno. Um, find a way to win, and they they win ten. They get ten wins this year. Rice plays Southern Miss. I don't really care for Rice, so I'll go Southern Miss. Met Rice the food. Oh, jeez, you're so picky. You're a little child over here. Off the kids menu, um, but yeah, Southern Miss. Um, the reason being, Rice is five and seven, so that's the reasoning. I'm gonna take BYU over SMU because BYU's players voted <laughs> two contenders as their favorite pre-game meal. Yeah, and I know how that close that is to your heart, so I guess that would make you blind. Um, I'm gonna go SMU. Um, BYU had that big win earlier this year. Who they beat? I don't remember who that was. Baylor, I think that was. They had that big win over Baylor. Um, and just kind of fell apart after that. They didn't, I mean, I guess they beat, or they almost beat Notre Dame, but um, lost to Liberty, kind of got beat up by Liberty, lost to East Carolina, uh, barely beat Boise. Uh, I just think they'll find a way to beat, um, SMU will find a way to beat BYU. Two really good quarterbacks, though. Both quarterbacks over 31 um, touchdowns and over 3,000 yards. Um, look for this to be a, a quarterback matchup. Saturday night, North Texas plays Boise State. I mean, you got to go Boise State. Who else plays better in bowls than Boise State? Yeah, Boise State, ten and a half point favorite. Uh, don't be surprised if this one gets a little carried away from North Texas. Monday afternoon, an odd time to have a game, but the Myrtle Beach Bowl. We were in Myrtle Beach this year. Um, nice place. Nice place. I liked it. Nice golf courses. Um, I think Marshall's. Players are better golfers, so I'm going to take Marshall. I'm going to go Marshall. Um, Jim Mora did a really great job this year making UConn Bowl eligible. Nothing short of a miracle there to do what he did in one year. Um, Marshall's a 10-point favorite. I like Marshall a lot in this game. UConn just offensively is very challenged. Give me Marshall. Um, I would say they're going to win by two to three touchdowns. The best French fries are at the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Um, Eastern Michigan out of the MAC playing San Jose State. Um, you got to go San Jose State. San Jose State is going to be cooking up some fries after the game after they beat Eastern Michigan. Give me Eastern. Or, uh, give me Eastern. Give me San Jose State. Let's go to Boca Raton, Liberty, Toledo. Oh, it'll be my first night of vacation. I'll be able to watch that game. Chilling. I'll go Toledo. This is a tough one for me. Um, obviously, we went to the, to, uh, the MAC championship. I think that... Toledo is probably the more steady team. Liberty seems to have the higher ceiling and the lower floor. Um, I'll go Toledo because they're my team. They're the favorite. But at the same time, I could see Toledo losing by 30 because they seem to do that pretty well in the, in the bowl games. And, of course, Hugh Freeze is gone. They struggled at the end, Liberty. So, yeah, we'll go Toledo. We think is the hotter team, at least even. Western Kentucky and South Alabama, folks, listen, I don't know much about them. South Alabama's got the better record. I've never been to Alabama. I've been to Kentucky, so I'm going to pick Alabama. So if you look at this on paper, you would say Western Kentucky. I know they have the worst record, but quarterback play is pretty phenomenal. 36 touchdowns and 4,200 yards this year for that guy, um, for their quarterback, I should say. I'm going to go with South Alabama. I'm going to go with a little bit more of the upset. Um, I think most people are picking South Alabama. They're the favorite. Um but I feel like they're kind of an underdog in this, but I'm going to go with South Alabama. Um, wouldn't be surprised if this game ends up being like 42-39. to 39. I mean, they're going to score some points. 
Baylor and Air Force next Thursday. The last game we'll pick this week, and next week we'll go in a little bit deeper into some more. Um, we picked Baylor, I think, in our confidence picks. I'm going to, on here, go with Air Force only because I still think it's tough with that offense to defend. Um, Baylor's just 6-6. Six and six. I don't know what they are. I don't know if they're good, bad, whatever. So to make it a little different, to make me feel good about my picks, I'll go Air Force. Well, yeah, definitely, I'm going to stick with that. Jeez, uh, I can't even talk. I'm going to stick with Baylor. Um, I think Baylor's going to be, be physical enough to stop Air Force. Air Force had a lot of games this year where they just... They haven't really, they've moved the ball, just not scored points. Um, I feel like that's going to happen again. Um, give me Baylor, I'll say 24 to 13. You know, bowl season, we can sit here and we analyze the bowls. We look at the bowls. We can come up with really um, fascinating ways why we pick teams that we pick. With that being said, there's so much that plays into it. Motivation, do they want to be there? You know, you and I, I know you over the week were trying to find out teams that were actually maybe going to have their entire team and not have players opt out. That's the hardest thing I feel like now, and that's another reason why I don't even like doing the spread thing as well because, um, or like doing any bowl games with spreads because even in the end the game, I mean, you could be winning by 13 and kind of handle, handle be winning it, and you're just letting your guys basically just play prevent defense and they score a touchdown and the spread is, you know, seven and now you're only up by six and you you know you lose that um so and then obviously now you know i i the the playoff what they're doing with the playoff is obviously to help get more um of a want and need to play in these bowl games so um yeah nowadays i mean you have to look up to see who's going to play and who's not going to play so hopefully makes it more difficult than something that's already that is difficult doesn't need any more help getting more difficult for me, it gives me something to watch on TV. I feel like, eh, this time of year, you never quite know what's going on. But something entertaining. I feel like I know enough of the teams. Get some excitement going. Fun to make some predictions. Maybe throw a little bit of money down on the money line there. Uh, maybe win a little bit of your bets, especially if you put money on the Cardinals last night and they just freaking let you down. You got to try to win your money back somehow, right? Yeah. Now, you know what you do when you gamble? You just put more money more games and maybe one day you'll win your money back at some point you're gonna you know even out potentially <laughs> i mean they don't make gambling commercials for any reason they just do it for you know yeah but if you've got gigs. a gambling problem call the gambling hotline i hear they can help you sounds like someone that would know well yeah i'm not gonna lie to you these next two weeks are gonna be i'm gonna spend a lot of time in michigan making picks and starting on january 1st i will be sitting in my underwear making my picks from my bed sounds like something i already do there you go folks all right, so anyways, next week we'll get into more bowl games. We'll see where the NFL takes us, and eventually we'll have our big podcast on the college football playoff. Yeah.